When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Bald Move Pulp Podcast. Today, we're talking about 2008's action-adventure movie, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Is it the worst film ever made? (laughs) Is it an okay Indiana Jones film? We'll report, you decide. Uh, It was directed by Steven Spielberg. This man has made Jaws, Close Encounter of the Third Kind, E.T., all the Indiana Joneses. Empire of the Sun, The Color Purple, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Jurassic Munich, Park, Lincoln, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. <laughs> we just ducked his semi-autobiographical film, The Fabermans, in favor of Glass Onion. I hope it's still out on Christmas because I kind of want to see that in the theater. Yeah, I mean, uh, my I point is this man good reviews. I, I've heard that too. Uh, my point with this is this man is not a hack. Uh, screenplay by David Cope, who wrote Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Carlito's Way, Mission Impossible, the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. This man also, I'd submit, not a hack. Uh, stars uh-huh. Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, and he's Harrison Ford. Uh, Kate Blanchett. He's been in Jurassic Park. No. Wait. No, actually wait. not. Uh, Kate Blanchett. She's the OG Galadriel. I really want to see her out in Tar. Uh, that's, that's out in the theaters right now. Uh, Karen Allen reprising her, her role as Marion Ravenwood. I also just saw her last week in Scrooged. I would like to talk about that movie oh, at some point, too. You watched Scrooged. Okay. I watched Scrooged again. I have thoughts. Maybe nice. a, a, a Christmas future. Ray Winstone, Sexy Beast, The Proposition. He was recently in The Black Widow. John Hurt, a creature once burst out of his chest in a movie called Alien. He's also Winston Smith in 1984. He's in Harry Potter movies. But that's cheating. All the English people are. Jim Broadbent, Speak of the Devil. Horace Slughorn and Harry Potter, Hot Fuzz, Cloud, Cloud Atlas, uh, and Shia LaBeouf. He's the annoying kid in Transformers. He spent the last decade mired in personal and professional scandals of all types. He's currently set uh, to stand trial this spring for abusing his ex-girlfriend. Boy, a mm. lot of people have a lot of thoughts on this film, Jim. I saw this uh-huh. movie once in the theater. And then I saw it recently a couple months ago, which made me want to watch it again with you. So I've seen it three times total. What's your experience of this film and what do you think of it? Uh, this is the second time I've seen it. I saw it once in 2008 when it came out and I have not thought about it since. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. I got into the nuking the fridge hype uh, in 2008 <laughs> a fair bit. I was on the internet at that point. Um, uh-huh. It, it, man... Do you remember how you felt when you walked out of the theater? That's the thing. Well, I'm trying to remember how I felt leading up to this. Was I excited about a new Indiana Jones or had they shit the Star Wars bed so hard that I was not interested in what Lucas was doing at all? I I can't quite remember. I I feel like there was a mix. It it was like, well, this doesn't look like it's going to be great, but it's Indiana Jones, but Star Wars, but Indiana Jones. And I just like never felt right about this movie. And after seeing it, I felt even worse about it. 
Yeah, this was also an era where George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were kind of going around and just fucking with, with things that we used to love, like making yeah, yeah. making Greedo shoot first and taking the guns out of FBI agents' oh. hands and poorly CGI mm-hmm. walkie talkies into ET and you know just they became a bunch, dads. Just... They became dads. They lost their <laughs> and, and I look. I don't fault them for that. I think it's perfectly fine to have sure. children's and be like, you know, do I want all these guns and danger around children? I don't know. Thanks for foisting it on us, Stephen. Save <laughs> right. your own fucking kids from the trauma. But, but I, I don't begrudge them. But it's like I, I think there was this point where it's like, man, the fans were ready to, you know, we swallowed a lot of shit. We're ready to have a, a big uprising. Um, and this. I, I, but I was hyped because, like, I thought the Crystal Skull stuff was kind of goofy, but like, a lot of this stuff is goofy. Like, I think one of the fraudulent reasons to hate this film is like, herder space aliens is stupid. Give me my Jesus cup and my Yahweh box. That's, that's good old fashioned archaeology. Crystal skulls and my into what the fuck is this shit? Uh, I thought that stuff I, was I, cool. I don't know. I, I'm a little more sympathetic to the, the view that the central oh, okay. topic of this movie is kind of stupid or, or not stupid, that it doesn't fit within the Indiana Jones universe. There is an occult angle to Indiana Jones that usually is like the core of it uh, around like religion and, and, and demons and, and shit like that. Whereas this is very much like sci-fi. I, I feel like it's a very different type of thing. Not that I'm opposed to it necessarily on principle. I just think I understand where people who don't like the core conceit are coming from. Well, I guess you're allowed to have a fraudulent opinion. on the. I mean, Steven Spielberg. Sure. Steven Spielberg himself, (laughs) the man who made this movie, didn't never liked the concept. And that kind of cuts right to the heart of why I don't think this movie is very good. Is because nobody involved in it loved all parts of it. They loved pieces. They had ideas on what certain parts should be, but they never came together with a cohesive vision and tried to make this film into a, a complete picture. And so it feels like that. It feels like that in the the final film. Yeah, but I, I in the because we're talking about the lead up here, and like I didn't know any of that. You know, like uh, I was following film oh, sure. news pretty closely on that. All I knew is like because I, I had the thought like again, I wasn't put off by the aliens. Apparently, a lot of people are. Maybe it's not so fraudulent after all. Uh, I, I thought that was a perfectly cromulent way to bring Indiana Jones into the 1950s, into the atomic age. Um, you know, like I, I like the idea that like he's reflecting the times, the serials, the matinee shits of the, the times. But um, I remember just thinking like, you know, the last crusade and, and not that that necessarily means it's the last Indiana Jones. It's just, the you know, mm. the, it's the end of the Grail quest, right? The last crusade. But like that was just such a great send off and it had been so long since we'd had one. And mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, like I, I don't remember the tension and the creative force, but like there was this idea that like, yeah, Harrison didn't really want to come back and nobody really wanted to do this. And Steven Spielberg had, quote unquote, matured as a filmmaker and didn't really want to do this silly shit anymore. And then suddenly it's like the universe aligned and I don't know what kind of money Spicket got turned on, <laughs> but like this thing started yeah. happening. And I remember like. Golly, if you guys are coming back, I hope it's a fucking banger to actually say something about Indiana Jones because The Last Crusade was so perfect. Perfect way, literally riding off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw a picture of Harrison Ford's dusty ass sitting in a director's chair 
in full costume, like literally covered in dust with the fedora, cocked to the side. He's kind of leaning back and he's 65 years old. And I'm like, holy fuck, that's Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. If like Harrison Ford is coming back and give like a tenth of a shit, this might be good. And man, that's I. the tragedy is I think he did. I think Harrison Ford is blameless for everything in this movie. It's just <laughs> yeah, the script kind of sucks. It doesn't totally suck. It's, yeah, it's not awful. There are a couple of standout moments that I hate, like really strongly hate. <laughs> yeah, um, usually standout moments are good. Not not necessarily in this movie. No, definitely not. The memorable moments are the ones like, oh, my God, what were they thinking? Um, but yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford doesn't doesn't take any of that blame. I think he's excellent. Uh, you have karen allen back who is also fantastic reprises her role great so good i think and i'm i'm gonna go out on a limb here i think shia labeouf is quite a good actor and i think he pulled it off in this movie it, it, it just none of it comes together none of it fucking comes together co-signed on the, Le, the the shia labeouf thing by the way he's i i uh, i came away thinking like why did we hate him so much again you know, like the, he's a pretty good Indiana Jones Jr. Jr. Well, because he's because they made him do stupid stuff. He's swinging around with monkeys on vines and this, the monkeys. He, holy yeah, fuck, it's, the monkeys, it's a problem. Dude. That's this one of the. But they made moments. Harrison Ford survive a fridge explosion. So that's like, the other it's standout like moment. <laughs> Both of those I hate. So that's not a defense. Yeah. Uh God. Uh but yeah, yeah, but I, I think this movie is close is so close to working. And I, I kind of think I want to talk yeah. about this in terms of things that work and things that didn't work and kind of like take them, uh, you know, point by point. Because um, the other stuff uh, is spoiler free. Um, I walked out of the movie bitterly disappointed because I thought we were going to get a really good. I was hoping to get a really good, at least as good as Crusade. And I thought this was at best Temple of Doom. Um, I think that's actually a really good comparison. They're kind of slightly wrongheaded takes on Indiana Jones that work because mm. Harrison Ford is kind of fucking cool no matter what. Yeah. And Indiana Jones doing his thing is inherently cool. Um, and 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 Steven Spielberg, again, is just so fucking gifted at entertaining people. But it just doesn't. It's just like the prequels, you know, and and God damn, that's the thing. I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I live in a world where people unironically like the prequels. They're I'm wrong. They're wrong. defending Sorry. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. What the oh, fuck no. is even happening? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is even happening? I, I mean, there, so I like Temple of Doom a lot better than I like this movie. Um, it's it's of a piece with the Indiana Jones uh, other two movies in my mind. But I saw it when I was a kid, right? Like. I watched this when I was a 26 year old man. Like there's, you're not going to get the same emotions out of me, the same feelings of nostalgia 20 years on uh, from that as you are Temple of Doom. But it's kind of fun because like, I, I thought the one of the most fun things about this movie is Indiana Jones has kind of gotten old and, and not in ways that matter. It's just that he's like a little bit slower. He misses some of his jumps. Uh, you know, he's breathing a little bit harder at the end of the sequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he he looks like your dad, you know, like your your Indiana Jones is your dad in the 80s. And then he fucking grew up and kind of got old, but he's still your dad. I, I, I like I think they did a really good job with that. Um, but there's also like a lot of stuff that I was reading where like George Lucas was praising like how well they aped the look of the previous movies, because I think 
all those movies look like they were filmed back to back to back to back. I mean, they are so consistent, no matter mm-hmm. whether they're in the desert, whether they're in the jungle, whether they're in the fucking Alps. Like, these movies have a look and feel and the grain of film that you just like, yeah. you know, the map sequences, everything. And part of the charm also is everything is fucking real in the camera outside of a couple of uh, art ghosts and things like that. Like, everything is actually real. Um this movie, George Lucas had the temerity to say that this movie to him looked like it was shot three years after The Last Crusade. And like, he should fucking know better. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like yeah. it's not like and and I think a lot of it is the pervasive use of CG. Yeah, whereas, look at that final sequence. There, that couldn't have been done in 1989, whatever. no. And then you could make it look like it. Like I, I, it'd been interesting to see them make that look like it looked like the. You know, we've seen what a temple sure. looks like in Indiana Jones a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He's raided a few, um, and then it's just, just yeah, it's not it. It's like it's different, and it's it's. But like, why? I just understand like why him and Spielberg said a bunch of these different things, like. You know, like Spielberg also says, I couldn't tell anything difference between filming with Harrison and Last Crusade. That's like, there's no fucking way, man. He's 65 years old. I get it. He's <laughs> right. worked out and he had all protein diet for six months. But come on. Uh-huh. Uh, it just seemed like a lot of people were delusional and um, were just the, the it, this didn't, it didn't seem like it came as easy this time. Yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of a storied uh storied project and that it was so difficult to put this together nobody was on the same page like i alluded to earlier spielberg didn't like the core conceit of the film with the interdimensional beings um lucas loved it he was enamored with it wouldn't let it go uh several times they tried to come together with a writer i mean frank darabont wrote a treatment of this thing uh a couple of other big pretty famous uh, writers yeah. took a crack at this and and each time like Lucas would get closer but Spielberg just never was on board with this thing right up right up to shooting right through shooting he never liked the core conceit how how can you go ahead and make a movie that you don't like and have it come out with any real passion can you okay I, I want to talk about this can you walk me through you keep on saying the core can see, and, and I, I saw that alluded to, too, in some of the things, but I guess I didn't dive as deep as you did, too. Can you run... I've never understood why people say that, like, this fundamentally feels different than Ian and Jones, because, like, you made an, a... Um, uh, you made a, an appeal to, like, Indiana Jones always the occult. And I feel mm-hmm. like... But if it's about digging crystal skulls with arcane powers... What difference does it matter whether those arcane arcane powers came from aliens or whether they came from Sky Daddy or from some Hindu deity like or Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft? Like what what, what I, 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 I mean, I'm asking in good faith because I honestly don't understand what the difference is there. I mean, it's, it's just a difference in in my mind, like and I'm not somebody who gets like overworked about it. I, I'm not up in arms about oh they put aliens in indiana jones but spielberg was you know did yeah, he articulate spielberg didn't like, like it and tons of the fans hated it um yeah. and i i'm just like kind of playing devil's advocate when i say that but i think i don't know i mean take take an hp lovecraft story and instead of some cosmic horror insert like yeah sci-fi let's let's say it was like an interstellar black hole thing that happened and there were no and like 
cosmic demons or anything. It was just like sh- like sh- like Yoth Shuggeroth just come out of the black hole. I guess that would be pretty fucking cool. No, I mean, no, and then there it no? wasn't a mod. It was just like oh, the the person's brain was malfunctioning because they were going through a wormhole or something. <laughs> like that's not that's not Lovecraft. It's not mm. in keeping with the the, the same. Well, so I, I think that would be valid if, like, at the end, like, the aliens is a Scooby-Doo situation where it's all just a bunch of bullshit. Because that's the thing. It's like Indiana Jones always is like, ah, oh, these fucking art, even though I should know better by now, these artifacts are a bunch of hoodoo, blue, blue, bedtime stories. And then by the end, you find out, oh, my God, they're real. Like, if they subverted mm-hmm. at the end and these crystal skulls were just, like, crystal skulls that didn't mean anything. But, like, they had what I would call supernatural power. Uh-huh. They did. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, they... Lucas wanted to do the aliens thing from the beginning, and I guess uh, Steven Spielberg was so not sold on that idea that he wasn't on board until Lucas changed it to interdimensional beings because he thought it was too close to to Close Encounters. He was like, I don't want to do another alien movie. Done oh, ET, fuck, I've done Close Encounters. Dude, cause like and I, so he the, changes it and says, well, they're not aliens from space. They're And that's like... <laughs> kind of a running joke in the movie too it's it like are is. these, are I these almost... things from space no they're interdimensional Inter- interdimensional beings to be precise like john hurt i feel like they like <laughs> i almost feel like he was dropped in in front of a green screen because he's almost like filmed low from a heroic angle in front of a jungle every time he says it too and it's kind of uh-huh. like come like ah uh, d- uh spielberg's watching the final cut it's like god damn it george you snuck in aliens oh okay okay Get 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 a hurt over here in front of the green screen. We'll drop Ox in here, and he'll say he'll look at the camera three yeah. times and tell all the kids at home. Or, it's or, so or, fucking tacked on. Or, or Spielberg was like, you know, I don't want to have to go on the press junket and defend this as not an alien movie. Let's put, well, give me the hero shot. Give me the fucking low camera angle. Get John Hurt out here and have him say interdimensional beings to be boss precise. Yeah, yeah. Also, he, this motherfucker makes. E.T. and War of the Worlds and suddenly he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to put an alien in Indiana Jones. Oh, man. Okay, I'm back. You know what? Fraudulent. Fraud. (laughs) I've heard enough. I've heard enough. Original suspicion confirmed. (laughs) I I mean, this Uh, this movie. uh, Steven Spielberg just doesn't understand Indiana Jones, turns out. (laughs) Correct. Who would have thunk? I don't think Lucas does. Uh, No, this movie is kind of a... Like I said, it has a storied history of trouble. It started way back in like 93, 94 is when they started the original draft of this script. It took 15 plus years to get this thing to screen. That's not that's not the hallmark of a great project. Like normally when something takes that long um, for a sequel, it's because the actors aren't available and they really, really want to get the gang back together. That's not how yeah. this happened. They They had a gang who was kind of willing to do it and they just didn't have a good idea or a good script. And every time they brought up a new script and brought in a new respected writer to do another treatment, they just couldn't agree on the ideas in the script. Yeah. It's like, if you ever seen one of those like evolution programs where they have uh, like, uh, it's, it's a simulation of like living things and they, you know, it, it, over the course of like all these generations, it evolves like different things of locomotion. Um, have you seen any mm-hmm. like their wireframes? Yeah, yeah. It's like watching these uh, these AI invent like these different types of locomotions, like snakes and different legs. And what's really mm-hmm. funny is watching the transitional forms, like when it's like try, it's got some kind of leg configuration going, but it's just mm-hmm. wildly inefficient. It's just flopping. I feel like this script is that. 
Yeah. Instead of letting it bake a few more generations. So it's like, oh, not only can it, it can't just torturously crawl and fling itself across. It can actually pick itself up and run. It's the second they got a script. It's like, OK, if you squint, you can see the through lines from A, B, C, D, E. They fucking ran with it because, man, you can break your neck jumping from B to C and from like D to E. And I admit D might even be missing in this. I, I, I just understand. It's like it took so long because you said like that's not the hallmark of a successful project but my thought is like okay if you got a stew that's not quite working you just keep on you know like wrestling on Mm -hmm. it and you're you're over 15 years all the showers you have and the long drives and the conversations (laughs) eventually arrived that like everything should be fucking smooth and how is it just not that how is it so unsmooth and the other thing is the, the writer and the director never saw eye to eye I think I think that's mostly what it comes down to. I, I will say though that like so Steven Spielberg didn't believe there. in the project, so it was uh-huh. just kind of like allowed to be silly because that's the thing. Think, is, the and other they're thing executive I, producer, right? Like Lucas is an executive producer, so he's going to be butting heads with the director. It's yeah, it's not a great scene. Do you is this Lucas's revenge for Steven Spielberg not liking the prequels? He sabotaged. He's like, it I want to make be. you do a space thing. Um, do you? So the other thing is, like, how much of the criticism of the unrealistic aspects of this movie are is unfair? Because I, I kept on thinking in terms of, like, okay, Republic Serial, Republic Serial, Republic Serial. Republic Serials are not realistic. And neither was Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. Like, some of the shit he did, like, he hit a crystal and the sun hits it and his laser beam shoots out. Like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Above and beyond the supernatural things. Like, you know, the the the, tem- the temples, all the clockwork shit working, all that stuff. It's all stupid fundamentally. Sure. But I feel like when there's magnetic gunpowder and magnetic gold that they call out as like being impossible, but they uh-huh. still work. And it doesn't even seem like it's necessary. Like if you wanted to have this thing be a strong magnetic field, Indiana Jones asked for a compass. Mm-hmm. Why just doesn't someone just have a compass? a compass? Yeah. This is a whole platoon of Russian soldiers. What the fuck? No one has a compass. Right. So you got to use the gunpowder thing. Like that's just stuff is like the. I think that's the first time the movie threw me because like the first five minutes, I'm like, holy fuck, mm-hmm. this looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Soviets smoothly standing in for the evil Germans. Uh, you got uh, Indiana Jones with a new sidekick. He looks old, but he's still cool. and He's tough talking. And then he throws up this mag- I, that I, I, I don't know why but- it needed to be supernaturally magnetic. I would have found it more interesting if it was just highly magnetic in, in a conventional yes. way. Um, yes. Y- yeah, I. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I had a real problem with that. The effects in that in that area are certainly something that couldn't have been done in 1989. I mean, when you're talking about this film looking just like the originals, they, they don't move like a magnetized thing moves. It moves like linearly instead of like yeah. exponentially quickly, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. like real magnetism would. It just, yeah, it throws me off. It's like because if it's that magnetic, it would be pull. It would be ripping fillings out of people's teeth, man. Yeah, and, like, and they try they, and acknowledge that too at the beginning, where they they have like some of the guns attract to it, and some or of the, the flat swords. the Soviets like like white knuckling their flashlights. Yeah. But it, it's kind of like it to, but it's only when they want you to notice it. Every other time, it, the guns are just sitting on their backs normally. It's, it's exactly like the first couple seasons of The Expanse, where it's like when there is a showy yeah. zero G shot yeah. by God, everybody's hair was waving. But like routinely, people would just rest their elbows on a table like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? You're not under thrust. Like, yeah, it's they they weren't they didn't pay attention to it. It's like, well, why did you do it? 
Why did you do it if you're not going to? And so many of the missteps in this film were me saying, why did you do this? You didn't have to do this. Yeah. This is an unnecessary yeah. five minutes of the film that's immediately undone. So just don't do the stupid thing. This, I, it, it oh man, I wonder if there's any good edits of this that are like in the 90 minute range. Because I think if you just bypass certain sequences, this this film is better and you can dispense with a lot of that stupid shit. And 90% I, I of the like, predicaments that, that Indiana Jones gets in is just the Russians have found him again. It's like yes. Every two minutes in this movie, the Russians are finding him and capturing him. And it gets yeah. really old really fast. So you could skip several of those sequences. But I'm trying to think. It's like, okay, I'm sorry, again, it's like, were the old movies this way? And just I loved them as a kid and I just kind of grew up and accepted the stupid stuff in it. Or were these uniquely right. stupid things? Because like Indy got captured by the nazis a whole lot and there's oh, sure. a whole bunch okay. of like oh you just did the thing well now the princess is another castle and now the ark is in a sub is a plane mm-hmm. and now the ark is in a submarine and now the so it's like this these movies have also been these like piles of one damn thing after another but i i, I was trying to put my finger on why it rings particularly hollow and one of my, my one of my ideas was that indiana jones would break like the laws of physics and reality when it was like touching on arcane things but mm-hmm. it normally didn't do things like magnetic things aren't magnetic. And also some of the feats of survival. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I to Temple of Doom, I, I think that scene where they like uh, parachute down into the Alps with the emergency raft is like fucking stupid because I just don't believe a person can survive that. There right. is like five levels of raft survivability in this movie where it's just like no fucking way. <laughs> these three old men and one old lady and one to 20 year old survive these things there's no fucking way it's like it's it's yeah. i get it's indiana it's, jones but the crazy old coup didn't he's just yeah. he's like marcus brody only he's insane why isn't he dying it yeah that's and we haven't even gotten to nuking the fridge right i mean the the thing about indiana jones is i want it to feel improbable that he can survive a situation not impossible and yes. several times in this movie, it feels impossible for him to survive. And that and it, is that is too far for me. And they all feel completely unforced because I'm going to go through. I, I'd like to go through these one by one and talk about how like they could have modified it. Or it's like, and again, I don't know why, but it's, it's I think what you're what you're telling me is that Spielberg didn't take this project very seriously. So it's like when it's like magnetic gunpowder. Sure, George, why not? You know, uh, lead so, line yeah. fridge it, to get almost... blown a mile for sure. Guy, yeah, sixty-five year old could survive that. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and let's make it really roll around and bounce and, and thrash so that you know this man is being funnier? turned into a soup inside. Because yeah. it's funnier. Like... I guess. We'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And now, back with more Bald Move. It feels to me like this was a process of George Lucas wearing down Steven Spielberg enough that he would finally make this damn film that Lucas wanted to make. That's the impression I get based on the sequence of events, but Steven, from what position of strength did your friend assault you from? Like you had the high ground Spielberg, right? He hadn't made a good movie in 25 years. George, you just, you just tingle handily turned three generations of fans against you. I think I'm going to take the keys and and steer (laughs) right on Indiana Jones. You know, I want to see M night Shyamalan's version of this script because he was hired in 2002 to write a treatment. Right. Uh, to write a script. I want to know what that looks I like. I would love to see that, too. How many fucking twists? Uh, right? Ray Winstone would have been a quad billion neutral <laughs> agent. <laughs> Let me get this straight. You're a quintuple agent? <laughs> no, no, I just I lied just about lied being about a set size tuple <laughs> agent. I'm a Deodeco agent. Indeed, you didn't see that one coming. It's multidimensional, yeah. my agency. I'm working for the Jesus. Afghans. What? I had another working theory about Indiana Jones films that they are inherently tied to the familiarity of the con- the conceit. Like okay. Ark of the Covenant, if you're born in America, Judeo-Christian, you're gonna fucking know the Ark yep. of the Covenant. And you kind of know roughly what it does and what it's gonna do and yeah, what it looks like, all that stuff. Uh, Cup of Christ, mm-hmm. once again, if you are broadly familiar with any Western mythology and uh, uh, Western religions, Cup of Christ, you're gonna understand you know, what it is, what it does, what's possible powers, all that kind of stuff, uh, what it kind of probably looks like, or at least you're going to be, aha, when the Indiana Jones points out, it's not going to be a fancy gold cup, all that kind of stuff. What about Molex? Sanka stones? <laughs> sure. Uh, and I feel like when when Spielberg starts just, like, taking things that he's not really aware of from other cultures and just yeah. being like, hey, let's take a fun spin on it, it's not super cool. And here it's like Mesoamerican artifacts are secretly alien and the mythology behind them is bonkers. It's not based on Mm -hmm. anything. And I don't know if it's offensive. Like, I don't know if um, I'm I'm thinking of like if Spielberg had taken like the Ark of the Covenant and, uh, you know, it turns out that the Ark was actually an artifact built by aliens and there wasn't any like but like, I don't know. It's like it, it feels like there's not as much restrictions like the fact that it can do and be anything um sure. gets him in trouble in the way like the ark of the covenant like the ark of the covenant's not going to like be an exp- i don't know you know what i'm saying like the ark of the covenant is, can only be a certain amount of things where the crystal skull like what what even was the crystal skull I, it's the skull of an alien of an inter- excuse me not a not a space alien an interdimensional aliens uh skeleton i I don't know. I mean, that, that's the thing, right? Like, I have some expectation, I guess, of what the Ark of the Covenant is going to do once they finally get around to opening it. I have yeah. some kind of expectation about what might happen if you were to drink from the cup of Christ or from the wrong grail. Uh, I have no expectation for what happens when you find a crystal skull. I don't even have an expectation of where they should take this, what they <laughs> should do with it, what it, what doors it can open. I... I don't. Yeah, I, I fundamentally don't have any expectations. It just for this, feels like they're I, making shit up as they go along. Like yes. so many times, I'm like, "Why is this happening?" Oh, it's because the Crystal Skull told Indiana Jones to do this 
through interpreting the brainwaves of his insane friend. And I'm like, yeah, can't his dad leave a diary of right? painstaking research? Can't 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 there be Marcus an artifact that, 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 that someone dis- discovered and it just needs a wooden handle? Like, what the fuck am I even? And and the thing is, is like, uh, yeah, this skull, like, is it a weapon? Um, the other thing is like the, the artifacts in Indiana Jones absolutely have a moral polarity. Like you put mm. the Ark of the Covenant in a Nazi box, it fucking yeah. burns that box because God doesn't like the Nazis. The Sanka Stones burns Mola Ram because he was desecrating the Hindu goddess that he was claiming to worship. Mm-hmm. Like they don't like the, 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 but this skull seems kind of amoral. Like what the fuck does it want? Whose side is it on? Yeah, did uh shit, I forget the 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 conquistador's name. Oh, oh, oh Nel, Neya or something. I Daniel Ayello. Yeah, Daniel Ayello. Uh did he was he the one who did something uh sacrosanct with the the skull in the first place cuz that's the impression I get, right? Like the, the, something happened with the conquistadors where he took the skull and well, caused them to be in some suspended animation thing. And then Indy did the right thing by like putting it back, but he didn't even do it. Right. It was the, the Russians did accidentally the right thing, putting the skull back. Is it the right thing? Oriana. So like, I have Oriana. a question for you. How did yeah. the conquistador Oriana get the skull in the first place? I do not know. When did, those skulls were an all-in-one accord, were they just chilling out as crystal skeletons? Or did he, like, rip the skull out of a living alien? If so, how did right. he do that? How did he get past the Guardians of the City? Why mm-hmm. is the city in ruins if the Guardians are still there? Like, does, like, Steven Spielberg not understand that the reason that the Incan ruins are in ruins is because we killed all the Incans and they sat there empty for centuries? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, apparently they this- devolved into... I don't know. Borderline, uh, the monkeys in the jungle in this movie. They're they're a little yeah, too they're primitive like the, for my taste. But they're like the apes from Congo. It's weird. They're <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they, they they don't use and like. There's a lot of things like that. Like who are the graveyard guardians? I it's, I, I, I just know, feel like man. it's so stupid because like in the previous movies, it's like some secret dude would jump out and like menace uh, Indiana. Oh, it turns out oh you're from the cruciform cross and you are like. You know, protecting the secret of the grail. I understand why you jump. Who are these zombie dudes in the graveyard? Like, they just are there for an action sequence and they go away. This feels way more like an Uncharted movie than it does Indiana Jones. And that's that's the fundamental problem I have with it. Because, like, you're right. All all those things in Indiana Jones movies have a certain internal logic to them and a grounded nature to them. And and eventually they're going to turn, like, oh, there's this one supernatural twist to the item itself, which, of course, there is because it's this this Christian symbol or something. Um, Uncharted doesn't have that, right? Uncharted took the Indiana Jones ball and it ran with it and it did crazier, sillier things, but it it's doing it because it's a video game. And uh-huh. the point of the game is to have fun playing through it and having right. crazy action sequences where shit's falling apart and you're running through it. it. This feels like Indiana Jones tried to take a page out of Uncharted and just make a bunch of shit up. And I... I, I was not feeling it. Yeah, I felt like 
they had not done enough historical research to make this feel truly cohesive. And then they added the twist. They got drunk with interdimensional uh, beings. Who's the Ghostbuster guy uh, that got the Dan Crystal Aykroyd? Skull vodka? Oh, yeah, they fuck. got they they drank like five gallons of vodka with Dan Aykroyd uh-huh. and just listened to him rave for six hours, edited you know down to fifteen minutes, and that was the kernel of the script. Watched his own personal uh, ancient aliens documentaries and then decided to write an Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Have we talked about what this movie is actually about? Do you want me to Have do a given plot synopsis, synopsis for Indiana for Jones, Jones the Fourth? It's the Fourth Indiana Jones. Like if you've seen, uh-huh. you've either seen it or you haven't, man. Uh, you've either seen <laughs> it or you're never going to see it. I guess yeah. probably. And that's the thing is like there is that's that's the big sin of this movie. That's the reason I was bummed out is that like the Last Crusade. It's not the best Indiana Jones, I don't think, but I think it's a really good Indiana Jones, and it's a great way to end it. You rip the Band-Aid off to do this, mm-hmm. right? To do this, um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's uh, and, it's, it's and kind the of a rough sell. Crazy thing to me is that David Cope wrote this. D- David Cope is is an excellent writer. I mean, if you look uh-huh. at Jurassic Park, it's one of the tightest, one of the best yes. scripts I've ever seen, especially in its opening minutes. And he wrote this movie, which is kind of a mess. It's 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 not it's not a tragedy. This this is not the worst movie I've seen. I've seen Clone Wars. I've seen Phantom Menace. Uh, there are certainly worse movies to be had, but like, it's not good. Yeah, and it's just like so. How unforced some of the errors are. So I, so I want to go through some of these points and ask you whether they like are work as Indiana Jones points or don't. Uh, okay. What what do you think of the Russians, the Soviets as villains? Uh, sure. That 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 kind of felt right, but. Look, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's there an audience right bristling now. at the fact that the Soviets have stepped into the Nazi shoes to be the enemies. But like these are, again, serials. Uh, I, you know, like these kind of like, you know, big trouble for moose and squirrel folks, I think, make fine villains. Uh, and Kate Plan- mm-hmm. Blanchett, uh, what do you think of her in particular? Uh, I don't think her accent was amazing but i don't know that it needed to be i don't think it's supposed it to be fine. i think it's supposed yeah. to be fakey and like you know like harrison ford's pointing out the, oh the way you chew in your wubbies there uh, right. i she's think she's good. one of them she's good i think she's yeah she's like in she's she's one of the the better i mean i don't know i'm trying to think of like who's the shitty uh indiana jones villain because they're all pretty fucking good but she doesn't besmirch so. herself in their company mm-hmm. um we already talked about the magnet thing. What do you think about Mac, the character? Uh, I don't think about him much. He's got a major role in this movie, but I don't really. I don't come away ever thinking about Mac. I think I think he's good, but the triple the, the triple cross is really stupid. I sure. think you should have left it as him being an antagonist throughout the film, or you should have made it to where it was just a double cross and then he was an ally. I don't understand what you even gain from the triple cross. And, and then to have it makes Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones seem stupid. Well, extra stupid because when the whole temple is crumbling around him and they're they're fleeing and Max down there gathering golden necklaces and chalices and shit, he's like Come on, Mac, we got to go. We got to go. As if Mac hadn't already quadruple crossed them. Yeah, they're trying to pull he's like worried this, about him like this, he's not on the enemy like he's side. his dad. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like, you know, and I, I guess work. Indiana Jones tried to save Elsa, but 
Yeah, but he was like, you know, Elsa was a hot Nazi, okay? Right? (laughs) Right. He was half in love with the hot Nazi. Yeah. This guy had backstabbed Indiana Jones five times in the course of this movie, shown himself to be loyal to the Russians. Why not just leave him? Right. Um, I did. I did enjoy the amount of times Indiana Jones punched him and how much glee he got from it. That was a pretty. But I, I like I yeah. said, I like the character. They should have done one thing less with him. Uh, yeah. What did you think about uh, the initial action sequence where Indiana? It start, starts off with him fucking up his whip swing, uh, him running rafter to rafter. Any problems there? Uh, no although when i so when i sit back and i think hmm this is a 65 year old harrison ford trying to do these stunts of course it's not it's movie movie magic right but like yeah yeah when i think harrison Ford, indiana jones the character is like 65 could he realistically do any of this without breaking his hip i it starts to take me out of it but when i just say no this is fucking indiana jones even when he's 65 he can he can run around like this and give the 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 nastiest of soviets the run for their money yeah yeah I, yeah i, I, I think it. it's like it's it's again it's it's like indiana jones should feel like he's just this shy of drowning yes. like he has got his nose above the water and he's just barely getting from you know from one scene to the next and i think that they that I, they, they maintain that feel throughout most of it um where, where are you at the arc of the covenant cameo I think it's it's fairly cleverly done. I, I liked yeah, it. Um, I, I, I think when you go into this warehouse, you're expecting the thing that they're trying to find to be the Ark. You're like, oh, this is going to be a reprisal of the Ark uh, right. thing. And now the Soviets right. want it. And it turns out, no, they subvert that. But then they give you the cameo of the Ark. And I like that's it. what makes it work. If, yes. if you just pan through at the beginning. But like the fact that like by the time you see the Ark, you've all for, already forgotten that the Ark might yep. be in this building. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, what about the rocket sled sequence? That that's when it hit me that like, boy, they're just doing everything out here in Hangar Fifty One, huh? They're nuclear uh-huh. testing. They're doing rocket sleds. They've got but all they the artifacts would. they've ever found. They've got aliens. They've got spiritual shit. They've got it's Area Fifty One, baby. I guess you bring all your crazy shit. It, it I, I suppose it's just like the aliens were doing, right? With the the archaeology, they were collecting yeah. all of this stuff. Uh, they they were archaeologists. Uh, I I don't know the the only thing I I actually thought is fun. I thought like it's funny that Harrison Ford just got the chain off his neck because it just ripped his head off. I think that's funny. And the mm-hmm. idea that these like <laughs> him and this just giant Soviet bruiser would black out on the sled. I mm-hmm. the the thing is like when they hit the water at the end, I can't help but think that they would just go flying off of that thing. Yeah, they're not in seatbelts. I mean, yeah, they should have. They should have had it come like to a, a gentle stop. Like it just ran out of momentum. Like who knows how many miles in the desert or what. But yeah, uh, but I they thought also that want you was to believe that in that in, in a matter of moments, the trucks could find right. them. Right, so and you have can't have them go a hundred miles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe the maybe the water is such a gentle slowdown, but I doubt it. <laughs> no, uh, but it's like it's we're getting the criticality level of uh-huh. like, do I believe someone could survive this? Oh, the fridge. Uh, no, I 100 percent. I think this is the worst thing in the movie by far. Uh, it could have been done. Smaller scale. You can't you can't have a nuclear bomb go off. I OK. Jones and him. Survive. It would have been. There's two things. I think one, he should have just. 
like i don't know like like Fight hit the, the street pan because like because he, he knows he's like they established the fact that he is like he was a world war ii vet he was in secret intelligence like he probably has been on i know he has been on bases like this before and like he i'd like to see him like cast his eyes wild about the neighborhood and like one of the houses is marked as a designated shelter yeah like it's it's yeah. trying to like model like what could a family survive in a new in a bunker under one of these things? And he like has just enough time to tear down the basement and sling that door before the bomb goes off. Hmm. But like, and then and then the other thing I'd like to see them try is like, okay, maybe the bomb. He he goes into the fridge. They they show it's lined with lead. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the bomb goes off, and you see like this fridge come out of nowhere from high in the sky, and it like lands on a sand dune or something, to where like yeah. hits at the right and angle and, down. Yeah. and bleeds into something. But like. Holy shit, when that thing hits the ground uh-huh. at like mock Jesus and just tumbles <laughs> a billion times, there's just no f- you could put you could put Captain America in that fucking box and he's gonna die. Yeah. Like he's, Wolverine he's could survive stew. that. Yeah, it's it's just why? I don't understand. Like it was it just because they thought it was funny? I, Is must be. Must be. They you're thought out it was clever. The, like uh, you're out in the American fridges. Southwest. It's like, oh, he's got coyote powers. He's, he's a wily coyote. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. It's mm-hmm. it's it's amongst the stupidest things in the movie. Um, yeah. But like the image of Indiana Jones in front of that mushroom cloud with his fedora and whip. Like, holy fuck, we're in the fifties now. I, that's a great image, right? Absolutely. Like the bomb going off and him surviving it is a good idea. They just fucked up the execution and like who didn't see that? I don't know Um, what I really like the idea of Indiana Jones as a spy in World War Two. That seems incredible. And maybe when Spielberg and Lucas are dead in like 15 or 20 years, someone could take that idea. I want to do like a trilogy of Indiana Jones and World War Two. Where he's sneaking around instead of trying to Indiana Jones. It's the middle age because Indiana Jones. Because you're doing this fucking dial of dickwad thing. I don't know what what dial we're talking about oh, here, but right, like right. they they've left the spear of destiny on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get like the finger of uh, Thomas Aqu- Aquinas or whatever. You, there's there's a lot, so many different artifacts that the the Third Reich could be after. Um, I just think that's an inherently interesting concept. You could recast the, the some kind of young Harrison Ford lookalike. That's uh, just that's just a great idea. That I never would have guessed that he would have gone into espionage to serve his country. I, I did you ever watch the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? I think I saw like an episode. Yeah, I, I remember I, watching it as a kid yeah. and being like, "This sucks. I don't like it. This is mm-hmm. like TV Jones, and it's a kid." Uh, yeah, I wonder if they explored any of that stuff. I remember something with lions on, on really? a train. Is it lions on no, a train? No, you're you're just remembering the beginning of Last Crusade. Okay. Is that, is that lions on a train or is it that, snakes on a train? I can't remember. It's all both, actually. There's oh, lions because oh, that's how he gets his whip scar. There's the snakes because that's how he gets his fear of snakes. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. And now, back with more Bald Move. I, I really like uh, one of the things I like in this movie it's usually like Harrison Ford doing something that's very Harrison Fordy or Indiana Jonesy. And when they're when they're scrubbing him down for the radiation stuff uh afterward one of the guys is taking like this big old like push broom uh and scrubbing away at his crotch and Indian- Harrison Ford gives like a side eye to this guy like come on yeah. man <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> easy, so easy with the the tackle there. Uh, uh, God, Harrison Ford looked great too. By the way. Oh, for yeah, for his age, Unbe- holy shit, for my age, unbelievable. He looks great. Yeah, I wish I looked that good at forty six, let alone sixty five. Mm-hmm. Um, so we then are introduced. I, th- I thought Jim Broadbent did a really good job of being a kind of a Marcus Brody type, and you know the the yeah. way they did. I thought that what really worked is the homage they gave to Brody and Henry Ford's or Henry Jones Senior. Mm-hmm. Um, not you know not nothing likes to just like you know the fact and and that line the Indiana Jones said about uh, we've no I guess it's Jim Broadman said we've reached an age in life where life stops giving us things and starts taking them away. Yeah. It's a great line. Uh, it, it's really it nice. Felt real too because a lot of this movie is made by people who are that age and have yeah. lost friends. Um, I mean, yeah. look at you know Marcus Brody himself is sure. Yeah, the, the the guy who played him shit. I can't remember his name. I couldn't either. Uh yeah, he he died in like 1992. It was long yeah, time ago. Yeah, it was like right after the mm-hmm. I think crusade. Um and then yeah, since then I'm sure they've lost a lot of people who have worked on Star Wars and and many of their other movies, Jaws, you know. So we we've already talked about like Shia LaBeouf not really being terrible in this film. Um but I want to drill into it. I actually think they're doing a lot of fun, smart things, making him Indiana Jones' son. Like his name, like people are like, oh, Mutt's such a stupid name. But it's kind of after his father who named himself after a dog. Like I think the, like, the movie doesn't spell it out, but that's clearly what he's done, right? Yeah, M- makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, and the fact that like I think he's got a pretty good resemblance to like that's, he's a believable son of Harrison Ford. Um, Shia looks like he took this role seriously. He gained like 15 pounds of muscle because like he, he could not have been, you know, been Ben Wiki or whatever the fuck his name, Witwicky, uh, and, yeah. and rolled in here and been a believable. Like he, he seems like a sturdy, tough dude, uh, mm-hmm. like an insecure kind of greaser kind of guy. I like the fact he's because like, again, the, the way that Indiana Jones is the type of boy to drive. Henry Ford or Henry Jones senior crazy that Mm -hmm. the shy is the same kind of kid. Like I like that they echo all that stuff. And I think that, uh, I think, I think he does a really good job. I'm not actually sure why people hate him so much. Uh, I think it's his off camera antics. If it weren't, if it weren't well, contemporaneously, like he was camera stuff too. It's like, like people were so fucking pissed that they blew the hat at his feet at the end of this movie. Like, Oh, you fucking passed the fedora, the shy. Like, I'm like, I don't know, but they don't, they don't like Harrison Ford. Conspicuous. He tries to put on Harrison Ford, grabs it it and says, uh, 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 kid, I ain't done. Yeah. Yeah. That's a stupid thing to get mad at. Well, I was hooked up to the skull. I saw your headlines in 15 years. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Don't want the franchise. And you- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't get the hate for him either. Uh, well, I get the hate for him as like, look, he's kind of gone off the deep end, you know, in, in a spectacular way, in, in a Kanye-esque kind of yeah. way. In it's but I'm talking in about scale. like in 2008 when he yeah. was contemporaneously yeah, I hated I don't know why. By, because of this performance in this movie. I, I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's just uh, <laughs> there's yeah, a lot to hate about this movie if you really want to hate this movie. You don't have to pick on a guy who does a perfectly serviceable if not good Indiana Jones son, son of Indiana Jones. I thought the bike, the, the motorcycle chase through the campus was really fun. Um, Alright, here's where we might start to really disagree i think oh, okay 
all of the vehicular stunts in this movie are weak at best and, and okay. really bad at other times. Like them sliding under all those tables in the library looks terrible. It looks like oh really? Because that's the one of the things like they an really old did. Man and a, about to turn crazy, twenty uh, something, being pulled along by wires, it and then stopped artificially. <laughs> it it all looks very unnatural, and hmm. and I I find that to be true all the way through the movie. Like the later when they're being when they're chasing each other on jeeps and and boat cars, all of it feels like they're going ten miles an hour. I, I get no sense of life or or speed. Oh in God! Those scenes. Yeah, the sense of they're speed is, ridi- is ridiculous. Um, you got so much more sense of speed when they're dragging that guy underneath a real truck, even though that truck in reality was only going ten miles an hour. It felt like you know. Yeah, all, all the stunts uh, in this movie feel too constructed. Feel like we're gonna hit our fucking marks. We're gonna go from here to there, and it's gonna be perfect to the millimeter. And we're gonna make the, it that way because it's on a fucking rig that we're pulling yep. across the floor or even yep. when they're riding a motorcycle it feels like they're being pulled along on a rig on the back of a truck it doesn't feel like they're actually riding a motorcycle or actually jumping from car to car it's all it's all just artificial and constructed and i never felt well, that way in old indiana jones stuff it's got a like true element of chaos right we're like i i feel like indiana jones could miss this jump and and go under the wheels of the tank and just get crushed to death. Yeah, None of yeah, it feels sure. that way in this movie. It feels like, well, he, there's clearly an X here on this car that Indiana Jones is going to jump to and land perfectly on. Whether he lands on it on his feet or his ass, it was intentional. That It never felt that way in the old Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, like in the, it's just a guy improvising desperately one move ahead yes. where, you know, it's like, oh, no, we're actually hitting a mocap rig. It's camera synchronized yep. with the yep. mode. Yeah, um, I that I did. I did really like the scene because I think this is the best of the vehicular segments. It does get a little silly with the sliding, but I like um, them. I, I love the Soviet agents driving through the people protesting communism. <laughs> And their faces are getting slammed like all these stop communist faces are slamming (laughs) them in the face. I thought that's I thought that was really funny. The callback like Shia did a couple things that were because I saw in interviews that he watched the films religiously because he wanted to get some of Ford's mannerisms down. And that scene where like um, he had just run the Soviets into the Marcus Brody, Brody statue and the head rolled off into the guy's lap. And Shia has that kind of grim chuckle in the exact same way that he did when he you know, put the flag through the Nazi spokes and Harrison Ford looks at him the exact same way that uh, Sean Connery looked at him and mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf looks exactly like kind of like the hang dog. It's really good. And there's a <laughs> sequence where a, a big um, Soviet guy punches Shia and his like his face and his knees kind of wobbled yeah. the exact same way that like Harrison does when he gets a big old punch from I, I just, man, I just think that people really shit on this kid. I mean, maybe that's why he went fucking Phantom of the Opera. Because uh, he got a lot of hate for some of the shit that, that, that he did with Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg. But, yeah, I think I think Shia LaBeouf, uh, my hot take, good, actually, in this film. The yeah, other thing... I, there's another thing I like in that sequence with the motorcycle chase. Um, yeah. Marcus, like, stopping the Russians. He he gets a small role in this movie, right, as the statue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah when, when they crash into him... I'm like accidentally ah, stopping the, the bad Marcus. guys again. Yeah, came back. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, the other thing I like about the sequence is uh, they slide up to a kid who immediately asks, 
um, Harrison or uh, Indiana Jones uh, archaeology question. Do you know who that kid is? No. That is inventor of the white boy summer, Chet Hanks himself. <laughs> what? Is one of his few like what? acting credits. Yeah. Yeah. He just plays this random Oxford or whatever kid uh, is Chet fucking Hanks. Wow. Okay. Um, some of the best stuff in Indiana Jones films is watching him figure out these like uncharted puzzles. Right. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think the whole sequence from him getting on the plane to go to South America and getting off the airport I have no fucking clue how he mm-hmm. went from there to his friend's house, to the graveyard, to the antechamber, to like none of that stuff seemed like it flowed from one thing to another. And maybe it's because like I'm not watching the movie closely, but like I think that's a that's one of the film's sins. This is one of the rougher parts of the movie. Like, yeah, I what I, I 100% agree. I don't understand it either. I'm sure it I'm sure it tracks and the. The problem is not necessarily that I just wasn't paying attention. It's that the movie doesn't, the movie is not pulling me along in a compelling way that would make me pay attention. You know, right? like if my mind wanders and thinks back to a scene that I saw earlier and thinks, oh, that was a good moment. I'm ignoring, I'm missing all the the stuff they're doing. And it moves at a pretty brisk pace through the middle here. Uh, yeah. The, the movie just doesn't have a compelling enough hook in each moment to, to, pull my interest along and so i just kind of like throw my hands up and go eh they'll get to the thing when they get to the thing yeah it's just such a shame because there's like so much so much of this and it's like nothing makes sense like i talked about these uh Mm -hmm. great uh graveyard guardians um i couldn't believe like i I thought like when they first popped up the first time i saw this a couple months ago when i had a wild hair to watch it i'm like Oh, surely it's going to be like one of those cruciform cross deals where these guys are the guardians of this secret and they're going to try to kill Jones to keep it. But but they they not that never happens. They just seem like, again, insane people like subhuman people who are just hanging out in his yeah. graveyard for some reason. I didn't get it. Um, the dart scene. The Steven Spielberg, like, it'd be one thing if Indiana blew that thing and the guy choked and then he just punched him and threw him off a cliff or something. Mm-hmm. But does, does does Steven Spielberg not understand how fucking poison darts work? The tips are usually the poisonous part, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you don't usually poison the little poofer thing that catches uh-huh. the air and sings. It's like, what the... Or if Indiana Jones, like, punches the guy, takes him and... But I, I just... Uh, why? Why did you do that, man? I don't. I don't get it. Um, it, it could have been funny if they had a if they had a scene where the the, the blow the, the blow dart apparatus fuck I I don't know what to call that the tube falls on the yeah. ground and and both ends look the same so like neither of them is sure which end is actually the end that that it's gonna ah. the poison is gonna come out of and so they're like scrabbling over it to try and blow it at each other. And and like they accident, you know, Indy accidentally blows it the right end. Like he's got to do <laughs> a fifty fifty blowing the right end. Yeah, part six. Uh, and the, yeah, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Blowing the Right End. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 a mess. It does have though. I do like, but then again, these action sequences aren't working. But the resolutions do. Like Shia LaBeouf looking up the Indiana Jones as heroic angle. Like my God, you're a teacher part time. So Loved that's it. such a great line. And it, it, it slayed in the trailer, too. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. So good. I think the skull. OK, I think the crystal skull looks fucking sweet. It's an amazing prop. 
It looks it's so good. I just wish I in Indiana Jones. I wish I knew what the fuck it did. Yeah. Or yeah. what it actually. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's so cool. Shia, Shia LaBeouf's line when he sees the thing, he's like, mm-hmm. "No, no, that is, God's head does not look like that, man." <laughs> Depends what God. Uh huh. And so, and some of this stuff almost works. Like I said, the big petroliths and the fact that like, oh, this one tribe straps boards to their head to make their head long and skinny like a fucking alien because you know they're fucking aliens. Like I, some of this stuff like comes so close to working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I, I mean, the other thing I, I pointed um because people point out my mispronunciation so much I like I like noting the British eccentric way that they pronounce their own language uh Max saying conquestador yeah was really entertaining Jim and Jim Broadbent, Broadbent controversy uh-huh. the, the university won't truck with this type of controversy <laughs> What I have not seen that? that many folds put in the word controversy in my life. Like, oh, my God, that that word is mangled for life. It is irrecoverable. It, it felt um, like something they were intentionally doing in this movie because yeah. it's so conspicuously wrong. Yeah. But what would that be? Because it's two different characters saying it. So none of this Crystal Skull stuff makes sense. I want to talk it through with you. Okay. It stimulates an undeveloped part of the human brain. Well, well can, it only, can we? It can, only can, speaks to s- some people, and the people it speaks to drives them mad. Yeah, that's what we know about it. You're you going to interject something. Uh, I can do it here in a moment, but oh, okay. So the idea here being that I think by the end you're supposed to understand these interdimensional beings have such vast knowledge that it human brain cannot possibly hope to contain it all and when they are given even a small portion of that knowledge it drives them insane if they're given the full amount of knowledge it disintegrates them into atomic dust and i do like the hubris of the villain bringing their own downfall that's a that's a that's a nice core indiana jones moment Although okay. I will say it was not nearly as impressive as faces melting from opening the arc. Like, no, it, it really no. felt like Daddy Lucas and Daddy Spielberg didn't want to upset the kids. So let's just have her eyes glow and she'll disintegrate. Or maybe they just didn't want to reprise the melting face. But that was a pretty lackluster effect at the end. I think it's just nobody smites like Jehovah. <laughs> Fair. Like yeah. the god of they, like they, the, the god, god of armies knows how to bring the fucking thunder. He uh-huh. will melt your fucking face. Yeah. He will supernaturally age you to a corpse in a blink of an eye. Uh-huh. He will fuck your shit up. Pillars of salt, rivers of blood. What the fuck do you want? Your firstborn dead? Like mm-hmm. yeah, he's like you don't fuck with him. You don't fuck with them. You're right. These aliens, right. these aliens, just kill you with knowledge. It's not in the same, not in the same neighborhood. And they, they do it kindly too, the humanely, right? Yeah, it's like oh, your eyes are going to glow for a bit. You're going to get all the knowledge of the universe wrapped up in a nice package for you, and then you're going to disintegrate. Is Kate Blanchett's character actually psychic? Because I, I kind of think, think she's so. full of shit, but I yeah. don't. I think it would have been cooler if she was psychic. And maybe why? I like her pursuit of psychic knowledge um, mm. being the thing, I guess. And she herself is not psychic. Why can't she look into the skull herself? Because they imply that she's tried and it just doesn't do anything to her. Yeah. Like, why? Uh, it doesn't speak to her. I don't know. 
it speaks the hell out of her at the end of the movie though mm-hmm. like I, it's like so is the skull kind of choosing its sides a little bit maybe but what grudge would the aliens maybe. have with socialists maybe like I get, I get, well, I get. I, God, I not like a grudge, Nazis. Right? Maybe, maybe you know? trust them to return the skull. Mm, it's it, it knows how, that like, they have a morality, trustworthy or something. Right. It, it can trust them with the skull to return it instead of use it as a weapon. Yeah. Well, is it, the other thing is like this. Like when the the uh, when when Kate starts raving about what they're going to do with this stuff, I'm like, you're delusional. Like you tell me the Ark of, Co- Ark of the Covenant will make any army that uh, in front of it uh, make it invincible to any army that carries. It's like, okay, sure, that's right out of the Old Testament. Why not? Mm-hmm. But when Kate Blanchett starts saying like, oh, we're going to take over your teachers, and we're going to teach you the right socialist science, and we're going <laughs> to think make you, you while you're not- sleeping. We're not going to make you not want Chevys and Fords and blue jeans and Beatles and rock and roll. And the best mm-hmm. part, you'll never know what's happening. Meanwhile, Harrison Ford's face like and drools coming. It's like, I'm pretty sure we'd notice this lady. I'm pretty fucking sure yeah. us Americans. Maybe maybe we're not as good at a Russian influence <laughs> detecting some as others. But I think. I think if all the populations are gibbering like idiots and eyes roll back in their head, we would yeah. know something was up. You we would know a bed full of shit. You're, you're covered yeah, like head I, to toe. Yeah. So, so the, I think you're supposed to understand that Harrison Ford mind melds with uh-huh. Ox, and that's how the rest of the movie, like Ox, somehow has this arcane knowledge uh, bestowed on him by the aliens of how to get here and how to. But oh god, but that's that's also a mess. Um, well, if I he had talk all that knowledge the, the from discovery the discovery okay. of the skull too, because we we, we kind of skipped over that. Uh, okay, I I was shocked to see that Indiana Jones does not carry a knife. I he does not carry a compass. He does not Indeed. carry a knife. A knife, an adventure that doesn't carry. He carries a pistol and a whip, but not a fucking knife. What or the a hell? Compass? That it, that's sh- yeah. shocking. It, here here's the one defense of it. He's just trying to make the kid feel useful. Hmm. asking for his knife that, that's my my guess as to why Indiana okay. jones would ask for a knife when he should definitely uh, carry the, one i see the kids real proud of that knife i'm gonna gonna ask to like I'll pretend like i need it yeah right uh, i i could see that yeah um i i think this mind meld stuff is fucking stupid but it did give me the, uh, the chance to see harrison ford's mind meld face and it was pretty mm-hmm. fucking spectacular i oh yeah harrison well, ford pretending his brain effects. is melting was 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 really entertaining. They they twisted his eye up a little bit to help him out, but oh, yeah. did they? Because I actually thought uh, he pulled that off somehow, and I'm like, wow, that's wild. I oh, that looks digital to me. Hmm. Uh, unless okay. he's yeah, just <laughs> some kind of supreme control over his eyes. I also like how 30 minutes before in a movie, Harrison Ford said, if I ever get out of the Soviet shit, I'm going to punch you in the nose, Mac. Mm-hmm. And like literally the second he gets out of those restraints, pop. And also. <laughs> The Indiana Jones sound effects still are undefeated. Like I, oh, yeah. I can listen to Harrison Ford punch p- people all day long. It's just such a satisfying oomph when when he hits people in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of Marion's return? Um, I get. I guess I like it. I, I mean, I, I really like. Uh, Alan, what's her first name? Karen Allen. Uh, I really mm-hmm. like her. I think she steps right back into this role. Zero friction. And I don't have a problem with the way it happened. Yeah, 
I think so the same. Like I think she um I've always thought she's the best of the uh oh, Jones girls. Yeah. And like when he like when he says that line to her, it's like, you know, it's like you must have seen other women. It's like, oh yeah, there is ones along the way, but they're all the same problem. Oh, what was that? They're not you. Like that that fucking mm-hmm. landed because I believe it. Like Mary and, and Raven just melts her and you can gal. see why she's attracted to him right because like i look at this woman yeah, and i'm like this woman doesn't need anybody this woman is a sure. force of her own and this man doesn't need any woman to tell you the truth right right but you can see why they like each other yeah, yeah they they go at each other all the time verbally but deep down it's because they they're really madly in love and they kind of yeah. can't have each other because of their lifestyles yeah yeah um it, it, the only sour note is the fact that he jilted around uh, at the altar yeah, uh, like that's pretty brutal since he also jilted her pretty fucking hard as a quote unquote child. Like, uh-huh. goddamn, dude. Yeah, dude, uh-huh. the dentist system here on on this poor lady. <laughs> was there? There was some extenuating circumstance he talks about, right? I can't remember what it was. Like uh, the fact a, that he couldn't win an he... argument with her. Like, I don't know if that's a good reason to just like I'm fucking ghosting. The was woman that I'm it? About to marry. I, God, I could have sworn it was something bigger. But you're right. If that's the case he's just kind of an asshole yeah but other than that other than the getting her like i i thought yeah it's 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 good and like uh you know her driving off the cliff was stupid but honestly no stupid than than in, it's not in top five stupid things that happen in this movie so um, no the bigger problem i have with these scenes well several of them um i i just don't like the pattern that they fall to uh fall into here in the middle of the movie where they want Karen Allen and Harrison Ford to have a conversation that eventually gets around to, hey, Shia LaBeouf is your son. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have it over the course of like 25 minutes in the middle of this movie, and they get captured Long by after the we Soviets. What the fuck is up? Right, right, way after. But they get captured by the Soviets, have part of the conversation, escape, get captured again, have part of the conversation, escape, captured. It, it's just this this middle area they they it's maybe too rapid fire it's maybe like hey don't have them escape to have a conversation in the quicksand only to get captured again just have them have this full conversation while they're captured in a tent or something right like or that that's the start of the fight that they use to because i my thing is like just get rid of that quicksand scene Yep. It's, yep stu- totally. it's stupid. Have them have that conversation where they're all tied up and it starts uh-huh. off kind of sweet and modeling and the Soviets are kind of like sitting there like humoring it. But then it gets heated and heated and the guards are kind of getting like, you know, upset. And then it erupts and does the thing they always do where it's and cover for them to punch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they just again, this movie would have been a better movie at 90 minutes because that's just an unnecessary scene that sucks. Also, yeah, yeah. where you at? Where you at on the snake rope? I actually really like this Do scene. You? I think it's I, just silly enough to work. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that doesn't work here is like at the very last moment, something about the, the he says something else about the snake and like he's tossing it away and it's obviously just this big rubber, stupid snake. <laughs> maybe it's supposed to have been killed because Indy grabbed it and they pulled him out because it's just a funny idea. A man who hates snakes. What are you going to find in the jungle that could possibly act as a rope or something? You might find a tree branch, but if you find a snake first, you're going to get it. I don't know. I loved it. It it, it unreasonably bothered me that Shia LaBeouf said, hold tight, it's slimy. 
Uh-huh. Because it's another one of those things where it's like Indiana Jones, like I don't expect them to be factually wrong on things that I would know. Like I've picked up a snake. They're not yeah, slimy. They're not That's slimy. a common misconception, sure. but they're actually not slimy. It'd be like, I, I don't, they're I don't know. They're slick and they're uh, scaly. It's not slime. It's right. Yeah. It's just the texture just, of their skin. Weird. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I do love he continually throws it in his face. You know, <laughs> he's like throwing it right in Indy's face. <laughs> Head yeah. first. He doesn't even throw him the tail, right? He's throwing no. him the face the, of right. the snake. Right. Into and, his and own Harrison face. Ford and then is... it wriggles away, right? And he's got it well reset, so throw it in his face again. <laughs> and I like how like, so Harry, he's just he's like, uh I, I think I know I I think I can touch the bottom. You know, yeah. he's like suddenly doesn't need <laughs> yeah. it's just so funny. It's it, it is funny, but it's like ah, it's also just a ridiculous idea. Um I I'm okay can, with kind of ridiculous things, but yeah. Can I ask you what the joke was when uh, LaBeouf throws a knife to Harrison Ford, to Indiana Jones, to, to cut himself free? And there's this fabric ripping noise when he hits the switchblade. And, like, I thought, like, there's going to be a reveal of Harrison Ford's pants ripped or something. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, too. But that and doesn't never pay off it. at all. It would have been that, – that could have been really funny. It feels like the, something, no pun intended, that was cut from the script. Did they like did like yeah like would have been funny for Harrison Ford to be fighting the rest of that this the rest of the entire movie with like heart shaped underwear you know or, uh, or if he had accidentally like cut through his belt or something and he's wearing these big ass baggy down. pants so his pants are, he's, so, he's got to so fight baggy. with one hand because he's holding uh-huh. the, the pants up <laughs> that would have been great yeah yeah I don't I don't know where they're going with that that seemed that seemed like uh they should have they should have cut it because it doesn't play yeah. uh, for the rest of the movie um this truck sequence it's bad I yeah I mean there's a couple things that work like I like when Harrison mm-hmm. Ford just plows into a truck full of uh not uh Nazis or Soviets or whatever just like he's he's got this thing where he just jumps with his arms spread and uh, looks like he gang tackles four of them and somehow he's punching them all and it it looks good yeah. but like the, the the fact is like this just isn't real and you can yep. tell that like this is Kate Blanchett and Shia on a sound stage and they're poorly composited into this swirling kind of mess of an action sequence and mm-hmm. I like some of the ideas like a a running sword fight from vehicle to vehicle mm-hmm. but like why don't you just do it like set up a track in a jungle have a couple passes because that keeps you from getting too crazy because the way these cars I just didn't believe any of it could possibly have happened yeah. It's all too steady, right? They're they're driving through the jungle. Yeah, imagine if they're dragging Indiana Jones, and instead of like a smooth, gra- you know, dirt road, it's got like big, giant, fucking mm-hmm. boulders and logs, and the the trucks bouncing up and down, full limits of sus- suspension every single time. You're like, I can just believe the guy can drag underneath the truck, but if it's like, no, he's just going to get pulverized. Like, why are you yeah. doing this? It's already a cool stunt. Why do you have to take it? so much further yeah i don't know if they're trying to top what they've done previously because i like when i see something like this my mind immediately goes to the tank scene and i'm like yes. well that, that there's just no comparison that scene is so much better than the one in this it's movie. a real tank that actually yep. existed in history it wasn't some exotic soviet tree ripping machine it was just <laughs> right right yeah like what can you do with this in a canyon and a guy and a horse what are all the cool stunts you could do and they do it this is just like oh my god there's this i don't know um yeah i know it's your favorite thing in the movie oh god monkeys 
monkeys interfacing with the heroes. This is inexcusable. Yeah, this is another thing that doesn't feel real at all. I mean, from the very jump, like Shia LaBeouf gets caught up in a vine that inexplicably pulls him up into the trees. Like, I, I assume there are monkeys on the other end pulling on some vine to yank him up there because that's not how physics works. Are, are they and suggesting then it just gets worse these, from there. Are they suggesting these are greaser monkeys? Because I noticed that their hair, the, these monkeys' monkey? hair oh, had no. these curls and kind of like how... The gangs like, formed like instead of in the cafe. Monkeys, they're greases. <laughs> monkeys, is that where you're going with this? Stop it! Stop it! You're killing me. <laughs> no, I wasn't going with that, but like I think that's like because Shia looks at the monkey and the monkey looks at him, and they have unmistakably the same fucking hair. And there was an earlier scene. <laughs> I'm not even joking, damn it. And there's the earlier scene where All they're right. in the cafe and Harrison has him punch out the college boy and the cafe instantly splits into college boys versus greasers. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, you're supposed good. to understand that the monkeys save Shia because he's one of them. They recognize him as this, the, 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 the tribe. Wow. Wow. I hadn't even considered that. That's amazing. <laughs> But this George of the Jungle shit, man, what the, I just, it's I just terrible. can't. It, 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 yeah, it makes a lot of, like, to, to me, this sounds like um, Spielberg just, I guess, humoring, because this is, this is totally a George Lucas. This is, is like, I, I, I wonder if all the corny ideas came from him, and Spielberg is like, fuck it, we got crystal skulls and aliens, who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, uh, I see Lucas Hallmarks all over this movie, I, from the very first scene, actually, um, which is the groundhog burrowing up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It is so Lucas to go put an unnecessary creature in a movie. I, that Very. is his hallmark, in my opinion. And kind of like borderline Howard the Duck execution on those groundhogs. Uh-huh. Like, like they are they not passable to CG, but not great. Caddyshack had better groundhogs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, here, OK, here's here's I, I don't know how what you thought uh, the mm-hmm. ant sequence. What do you think about the ant sequence? Uh, I really like when Harrison Ford, you know, he's being accosted by this gigantic Soviet dude and he just yells at everybody, get to the river. Like he's handled his share of gigantic dudes, like gigantic Mm -hmm. Nazis. Mm -hmm. So I believe he's just like, I'll handle this guy like I've handled the rest and then I'll meet you there. Uh, That stuff's pretty good. I like how juicy the ants are. Mm. they're so juicy nasty yeah when and, Kate... and this is this to me is the most horrific part of the movie like oh, when you talk easily. about opening the arc kind of scenes this is it people being devoured in a split second by a colony of ants is terrifying and even worse being half devoured and dragged into their ant hill yeah uh being dragged back to their lair is fucked up and it's the best kind of like republic cereal matinee it, the thing where it's like you take a real thing like army ants soldier ants these mm-hmm. these vicious things that live in these bit and you just make them like one level worse they are in the real world like if you were in this deepest darkest part of peru you might run into these sons of bitches and they're not on that geo but like you know, it's like they're not shooting fire or doing shit like that. They're just like just the the meanest ants you've ever seen. Yeah. Go pouring into the it's, it's like out of the mummy where they did the stuff with the yeah. scarabs. Like they're pouring into yeah. your mouth and shit. Uh, it's it. I, then they, gonna, they take you down there screaming, dude. It's it's yeah, it's gnarly. 
I'm going to call Cope into question here, David Cope into question. I think there's a perfect opportunity here for a callback that they just miss. Uh, when Shia LaBeouf gets stung by a scorpion earlier in the movie, and he's mm-hmm. like, was it a big one? And he's like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. fucking huge. And he's like, good. The, when it comes to scorpions, the bigger the better. Mm-hmm. This could be the exact inverse of that. And, and he goes like, Hey, oh my god like <laughs> these ants are a problem why why are you scared of these ants they're huge and I'm gonna, he's I'm like, gonna go swim the in them they're so they're so big they gotta be harmless <laughs> and then he gets eaten no but <laughs> I, I think there was a big opportunity for that and they just missed it here yeah yeah if they had they needed an ex, the, a disposable ally yeah uh, that he could have uh, been like mac you could have thrown mac in there at mac this would have been yes. the perfect time for him to have been like oh these are the big yeah, he'd have to be there, I guess, for the first the first piece of dialogue. But I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Um, we've already talked about it, but the three to- the three times it drops, like what the fuck? That's so it's oh it's oh the waterfall scenes, yeah, the waterfall fuck. sequences. That's just it's insane. It's it's completely yeah, insane. It goes from improbable survival to impossible survival, um, right? Like uh, although one I time say, I would have been like, okay, yeah, you could probably, but three on the times short ones, and they keep getting yeah. bigger. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say there's something hilarious about them going over the edge and disappearing under the water in this car boat thing. And then coming up and everybody's swamped. Like the, the whole boat is swamped. They're soaked and they're like clambering to get back up on the boat. Right. Cause they've been thrown from the vehicle. Yeah. It, it, there's something hilariously slapstick about the, the just, the visual of it that I really love. It is loved, funny. But, but they break it on the third one, too. They, they don't go far enough with it. I wanted one more yeah. big, mm. everybody kind of got thrown and we're trying to get back on the boat thing. Um, oh, and I love the ending of that where they see this very Goonies kind of image, right? Of the, the big skull mountain. Yeah, uh, I was getting big Goonies energy from that. Although I question how the fuck they climb that thing, right? With that right. crazy old coot, and <laughs> don't think like, about what? it. And then Mac's yeah. gonna climb that. Get out of here. It's true. It's true. Mac, uh, he might be a good spy and adventurer, but I don't know about climbing sheer vertical surfaces. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, we talked about how those like this weird tribe exists in the city, and it's supposed to be this highly technically sophisticated city that um, the Aliens part of it stopped working 500 years ago, but like it's not clear to me like why is this city in a ruin? Like to me, I thought it would be more interesting if this was like a pristine Mayan Aztec kind of city that these were, and then they're they're scared as hell of the skull, so that can like repel them. But like, mm-hmm. why why are these guys devolved into prehistoric savages? Essentially, it's is a really weird note for the film. We'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause. And now, back with more bald move. But everything I think, I, I think, like I was very confused the first time that I watched this the second time. When I'm like, I don't understand why they made it. Uh, the, the, the ox got here with the skull. How the hell did he not get in? And apparently, he was stymied by the obelisk sand puzzle, and he took the skull back with him and stared into it until he figured out the solution. But by then, he was too crazy. Yeah, I, I actually thought that the obelisk sand thing was kind of fucking cool. Yeah, I love how it's this cantilevered sort of thing that just, yeah, turns into some kind of obelisk when you activate it. As the sand it pulls the stones mm-hmm. into the center. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty and clever. The stairs and, being pulled in. I, I like that sequence. 
Yeah, uh, it's, it's, that stuff's oh, all classic Indiana Jones. Felt very Indiana totally. Jones. There's one thing we forgot to talk about, and I just have I have a question about it because we don't really know the powers of the skull very well, even by the end of the movie. There's a scene where John Hurt grabs the skull as the answer coming at him and holds it out, and the ants just form this yeah. this patch of uh, they just flow around them like they're mm-hmm. like they're does john does does he mind control ants with that thing is that what <laughs> i is think it's a passive power it's like it's it's issuing out a field that the ants can detect and they don't like it like an electrical magnetic field that's causing them to go away oh it's like it's like a passive with power their, their internal yeah uh, pathfinding stuff yeah hmm. yeah he's not mind controlling they're just a, they're just because aren't, noxious aren't stimulus. Ants, pathfinding stuff usually like chemical based not <laughs> magnet yeah. based but if it's if it's if it's not like okay, so so uh, instead of like it fucking with their navigation thinking about it like they sense it as like pain or like it's making their antennas hurt and they're uh, they're moving okay. away from the noxious it's like if they were walking like if you built a fire on their path i don't think mm-hmm. alien i don't think ants are walking through the fire ants are probably walk as close to the fire as they could get without being burnt to they get to the other side and pick up the scent again. I think it's that kind of thing. Okay. I I, 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 I thought thought that was controlling them, but (laughs) that's funny too. That's really funny. Yeah. It's like, you know, why, why, why stop doing it, man? Just, just have a, have a bunch of those, form them into a man size uh, shape, have Uh them follow you as your guard, your honor guard of ants. (laughs) There you go. Um, so I think, are you with me that like the reason Kate Blanchett dies at the end? Because so the aliens are grateful. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so what were these what were these crystal things doing before someone stole their their skull? Were they just chilling down there? Were I, they keeping society powered? How? Yeah, I don't understand how the skull got separated from the skeleton. In, in like initially, how? Yeah, because these things are so powerful. Uh-huh. And then the other thing is like, were they like planning like, okay, here's the deal, humans. We're going to stay here until the year 1832, and then we're boning out, okay? We got to go. Got to go. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck, our skull's gone. We're paralyzed. And then they wake up in like 1950-whatever, and like, holy shit, we're like 150 years. We got to get the fuck out of here. And they just... Well, it's not clear to me like they've had this temple resting place for thousands and thousands and thousands of years they talk about this thing's 10,000 years old stopped yeah. working 500 years ago why as soon as they wake up they're like peace we're out of here didn't know you guys were skull stealers <laughs> we were happy to boost your technology and share our knowledge but you're gonna steal our skulls fuck off the Europeans fuck things up again that's what it is how how Eager were they to share knowledge? Because as best I can tell, they shared the knowledge of farming and irrigation and then fucking stopped sharing knowledge for thousands and thousands of years and left these people in a state where they were unable to to dominate the world. Uh, they they couldn't even they couldn't even maintain what they had, dude. Right. Like this right. place so, should be Wakanda. Like the, exactly, the conquistador yeah. should have rolled up on here and gotten wrecked, gotten thrown back to Portugal and Spain because and, and what? If, and if the aliens were still conscious and alive and there to tutor these people until 1850, 
Why didn't they have no, more was 16. advanced technology? It was like, it was, it, it was, it, the, the, the conquistadors stole it in like 15 something or other. Okay, so 1500. Like, but, still, but yeah. the point remains. They have had thousands of years and they never progressed beyond irrigation. They got roads and aqueducts. That's, that's the best the aliens could do. Anything more and your eye sockets start smoking, Jim. <laughs> Sure, you maybe they were too hold... primitive. But come thousands of yeah. years. Thousands of years they were presumably with these people hanging out. Just smoking space weed, I guess. Like they got and see, too I high thought and that would have been a cool for. idea if this city was like truly like space age sophisticated yeah. and is in a ruin now because, of course, the humans can't maintain like whatever fucking crazy dark matter technology the aliens got going. But like, yeah. it's just a it's it's literally. Yeah, just a yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't anything more impressive than we know of actual real history. And I don't know. This is the ancient aliens wet dream, right? Like right. Th- this this is it. This is the pe- the people who believe in ancient aliens think this this is the height of like what the aliens could teach us because we were so primitive or yeah. or something. I I don't know why they couldn't teach us something. more. If they can live with us for hundreds thousands of years, why can't they teach us more? Why are they? Well, why do we not have computers? Why did we not have all kinds of things? Because they sure did. And if they didn't, if they if um, so at the end of the movie, they're they claim through John Hurt to say that they are grateful that their skull has been restored and they'll they'll offer you a boon. And I think that uh, Kate Blanchett gets up there and says, I want to know everything. And that's where she fucked up. Because and the alien, says, the alien tries to the truth. Yeah, the, the alien tries to comply and it blows up her mind. Mm-hmm. The thing that doesn't make sense is why does the alien at the very end look angry? Like why? Like it, why would he look sad or piteous or like oh I didn't intend this to happen or like placid or unreadable? Like why does he have an unmistakable look of aggression? I uh, maybe that's just your human bias. Like you're reading his face wrong. Is that his like get what you get and you don't throw a fit, bitch face? Like I don't <laughs> maybe. Uh, I, 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 it wasn't clear to me exactly why the alien would go from again. It makes sense why the angels of God would go from beautiful yeah. to terrifying when Nazis are there to kill. Mm-hmm. Like from this alien's perspective, why is he so mad at the person that reconstituted him? Maybe because there's a there's a exchange of knowledge. It's not just that she knows everything he knows it's that he knows what she knows and she knows that she's going to use it as a weapon she wants the she wants the knowledge the power to do evil and Mm. they know that that's i I I do really think there is like a a morality compass here somewhere in their film but it's not as explicit as the others it's more inscrutable because it's alien instead of you know something from human imagination i guess uh-huh. Uh huh. I thought the the UFO scene was pretty epic and cool too. Like it's a little grand scale for Indiana Jones. Yeah, but... don't tell me this looks like 1989. Yeah. Well, and then again, it's like I... me. I was alive in 1989. <laughs> I was watching Indiana Jones movies in 1989. Come on. Yeah, even in terms of like film stock and lighting, it doesn't like let alone the goddamn special effects. But um, right. But then also like when Indiana Jones did in, it's like. Uh, someone's like El Dorado what a bunch of bullshit there's no treasure it's like oh the Incan word for treasure can be not anything you value like knowledge their treasure was knowledge mm-hmm. and it's just like well what happened to it 
How did you lose knowledge? Right. Did you guys fucking not write anything down? The aliens were said like every. Are you like the? Are you like the children that's like, mom? I I need to, to clean my clothes and like it's like show you how to use the and just like what just like learn helplessness. Is that what the, was going on? And I, I just uh, what I don't and I don't I, understand. I know human nature. There's an element of greed to it. Why did they just suddenly go like, yep, we got as much knowledge as we want. That treasure that you guys gave us, we're done with it. It's cool. We don't want and any again, more of it. We know you have so much it, more to give, but we don't need it. And again, I if if they were had like future Wakanda cities powered by black holes, I would get why it would fall into disrepair and decay. Mm. But I think the Incans were capable of 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 keeping like pyramids and roads and aqueducts functional. Do you know how I know? Because they fucking <laughs> built roads and aqueducts and pyramids their own damn selves. Well, that's the, the like, thing about this movie is saying they didn't, right? They built it with the help uh, well, of that's, that's alien the technology. Yeah. So they didn't. Yeah. But, but like once you impart that knowledge, you're good. It's not it like be the good. tools of the time weren't available. Right. They're not splitting the stuff. atom. Right. You're maintaining roads and stone. Yeah, it, it made it. And it it really would give made them no such sense. an advantage over the cultures of other civilizations at the time. That yeah. they would become the dominant force on Earth, not fade out into nothing. Yeah. Yeah, again. Yeah, like I said, it should be Wakanda, or I guess the 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 Nomar uh uh Namar. Namar? No 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 Namor. They, they, they should have done, they, they done <laughs> something I I... else besides the Oriana guy um being like the downfall of it, because that is far too much time for it to be realistic if they had and said also, like and the legend was that like one of the priests of the time disliked you know the the uh, disliked what was happening and brought it all to a fiery end the or aliens something yeah bet you betrayed the, something yeah. and i guess maybe you can surmise all that stuff but like i don't know yeah also like how uh, would the aliens get like the interdimensional aliens that can read people's mind how would they be hornswoggled by their own priests like <laughs> just it's because uh, the thing is, is I don't think if you put a gun to either. Lu- well, maybe Lucas would know. But like Spielberg's head, I don't think he knows the answers to these questions either. He's just like, mm-hmm. well, that's what the fucking script says. And I filmed it. Um, Isn't there another blown callback opportunity here? Isn't what when Ox starts speaking Mayan, couldn't he be speaking that dead language that hasn't been spoken in 3000 years? I guess. Yeah. But they'd have to invent one then. Yeah, it's I guess all fun in games when you're making written language it. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has never heard it spoken. I, Indiana Jones must speak seventeen languages. Yeah, he shows a mastery of like three different it. languages that like I can't believe. But I guess if he, I don't know, he wrote Pancho Villa and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I thought it was a a savage burn when Indiana Jones is resting on top of the, the alien mountain and the shy is like itching to go. And he's like, why don't you stick around junior? And he's like, I don't know, dad, why didn't you like, they play that for laughs, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's pathos, man. That wasn't funny. He wants an answer, dad. Yeah. You why do you think I wear smokes this when I was three weeks old? What the hell? Why do you think I'm dipping you- my comb into other people's Coke to comb my hair back? Huh? It's because of you. <laughs> Oh God! What is I, what would it be like to run your hands through that guy's hair? Oh, they never come out. They get Cakes lost with in cane there. sugar and grease. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, here's the other thing I love about this final scene, mm-hmm. and not in a good way. I love that it embodies 
the ultimate split feeling of this entire movie because you mm-hmm. have a quote unquote it, it, really in name only interdimensional being here coming up out of this temple in what is clearly a 1950s spaceman saucer it's it's lucas couldn't let it go he could not say they're just going to open a portal and they're going to disappear and it's going to be interdimensional beings no he had to get the fucking space aliens in there because he Cause they had it. a portal i thought the portal was opening and then the whole fucking ufo popped out <laughs> like that is lucas asserting dominance over steven spielberg in the final moments of this film after spielberg <laughs> has shot it, it, it you know that when he's shooting indiana jones looking down at that uh-huh. It's just a portal opening, right? And then Lucas in post goes, uh, we're going to make this a fucking 1950s space alien ship. Mm. I want to see a saucer in that so you're hole. saying Lucas, Lucas mounted Spielberg as a show oh, of dominance yeah. and threat display there. Okay, I could buy it because I get to, yeah, I, I thought these men were friends, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it all changed when Spielberg says, I don't I don't know, George, I don't get it at the end of Phantom Menace. Uh-huh. Uh pretty yeah. broad material Grudge. that Jar 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 George, he just eyes flashed red and it's never been the same. Mm-hmm. Uh you know you know what else works in this movie? The marriage scene, the final scene. Uh okay, let's let's debate that. I don't think it does. I think it's stupid. It shouldn't be there. Like why shoehorn Indy marrying Marion in the shotgun wedding. So that feels that feels really final for Indiana Jones. And I don't know how to feel about that because they don't pass the hat. They they explicitly don't pass the hat, but they make it very final for Marion and him, right? And for him, I don't see him being the adventurer at 65, getting married, having a kid. I I don't see him being the same Indiana Jones after this. And so why not pass the hat? How about at 80, Jim? Do you see him as Indiana Jones at 80? <laughs> Definitely not. But you know, are if we, they can de-age him digitally to his prime, go for it. Are we fools to think this movie is because I, I got I got pretty I excited with the trailer. It it's, it's hitting all the, the notes. Plus they're bringing they're bringing Sala back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like dealing with the idea that like, you know, he is running out of time and he is an old man and he, he you know, he wants that one last adventure. Like it's hitting all the notes, man. And yeah, they and tried to bring back a lot of people for this movie too. Um, they did like John Reese Davies. They wanted him back, but, and Sean Connery, but they were both like, nah, the part's too small. Not interested. They literally wanted them. I think both of them there for like the wedding. Yeah. And I get yeah. it. Like Sean Connery is retired. Like, why would he come back for a, a fucking cameo? And right. yeah, yeah, like 90 years old or whatever. John Reese Davies had just burnt his face half off playing a dwarf for three years in New Zealand. Uh, you know, he's <laughs> okay. like sitting on a dragon size hoard of gold and cash. Like, why the fuck would he do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they did. I mean, it'd be fun for the fans. That would have been really fun mm-hmm. to see both of those guys there at the wedding. Yeah, it would have. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, the wedding scene doesn't quite sit right with me because I feel like it's at odds with its own finality here. Uh, and now that there's another movie coming along, it feels even worse. I think it's just, it's just, yeah, it's weird. It's just one of those, that, and 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 then they got married. Like I, you know, yeah. like it feels why very old school too, right? Which I guess it's the fifties. Come on, it is. Um, yeah, yeah, you got it. You got me there. Um, I could, I just keep thinking that like, man, five, 10, 15 minutes here and there. And this movie would have been at least a, 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 a last crusade level success. 
And yeah. they just, it's like, yeah, no one really cared to polish it that much. And it's like, I guess that's the thing. It's like, we think of these like, oh, it's an Indiana Jones film. You would spare no expense. But like the Spielberg and Lucas, this is just stupid shit they did as kids. And I don't think they feel about yeah. it the way we feel about it, strangely. Well, for Spielberg, it was literally, I want to do something that isn't so dark. I guess I'll do an Indiana right. Jones because it's the opposite of those. It's I mean, coming off of like and, Munich, he didn't want to do yeah. another. And and I, the pressure to do one last one before Harrison gets too old. But again, yeah. he's going to do one yeah. at 80. Like, it's insane. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm look, nothing that they could possibly do with Indiana Jones or Star Wars, for that matter, could diminish the originals in my mind. True, true. It, I, I'm I'm not necessarily going to get, you know, up on a soapbox and say they shouldn't make any more of these because they might be good. Who knows? Um, yeah. And, and I, just, I think you can recast Indiana Jones. I think there's a lot of Indiana Jones stories left to tell if, if you guys wanted, if, if people wanted to. And I, I would like to share sure. those stories. Um, you know, no, God forbid anyone come up with original IP nowadays, but, uh, right. I, I could but get, I want to see get... stories that the creators want to tell, not the ones that yes. they're reluctantly going along with because they're, they've been browbeat into it over the course of 15 years or those original, which I think is what Spielberg's finally done. He's like, I'm giving this to creators who actually grew up with this and are passionate about it in the way that I used to be and I no longer am. <laughs> just not J.J. Abrams. Just not just, J.J. Yeah, because he's, turns out, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I This makes me really want to do Temple of Doom. Uh, yeah, I'd cover Temple of Doom. I don't really, I don't really want to do Last Crusade. That's that's uh, commission bait. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't think anyone will ever commission the the <laughs> uh, the Temple of Doom. But I kind of because I I think that's I going back because I I hated these movies. If you'd asked me like ten years ago, and I've gone back and recently watched them both, and I'm like Temple of Doom is still the shittiest of the original uh, Indiana Jones. It's not yeah, even it's close. Two, but even two big problems. Yeah. Even then, it's still surprisingly entertaining. There is uh-huh. really good Indiana Jones kind of buried within all that stuff. Uh, and it's like, I think that's a shame because I think Harrison Ford was that peak Indiana Jones ability yeah. during the, uh, the, 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 the temple of doom. It's just Steven Spielberg was in the sunken place over his divorce. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> all came out wrong. So, but yeah, I, I would love to do that. One of these days. Literally. Yeah. 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 Or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, Anything else we do you want to do any, any other kingdoms we need to crystallize here? I, I don't think so. It's all pre-crystallized. I'm good. Yeah. How much do you think those uh, crystal props go on the open market? Can you buy one? I don't know. I was looking at that thing going, how would you make one of those? It's got to, it's got to be, it's got to be partially CG, right? Like there's no way all that I like opalescent I mean, put... stuff on the inside you hit you put something in there um that yeah does do some pearlescence you coat it in a very clear resin you shine some light at that thing and i bet you can get a similar effect but i man i would love to have one of those they're so cool well good news jim you can get them for like three four hundred dollars they're not the stream ones but yeah yeah, ah, they look pretty fucking good from these pictures i'm seeing Oh my god! Uh, I, might, I, might I don't think full size is the only thing. This might be. I'm gonna have to expense that. I'm gonna expense that. <laughs> and also, like, yeah, I don't know. Like this, this actually, I, I wonder if they'd sell you. I don't know. This thing on this thing on the Etsy looks pretty fucking convincing. Oh, 
this okay so what you can get a one-to-one prop rec replica one thousand eight hundred ninety dollars jesus yeah it's about right hmm. i bet these those things are hard to make oh, i bet they like, are I, i'm kind of in awe of the craftsman who craftsperson who made it it's a beautiful prop yeah I it, keep it shows like a mastery of of materials science like understanding how materials work yeah. together it's it's at least the way i think they made it but uh-huh. you know what? i'd love to see adam savage talk about this prop i he was about just so about and i was about to say they, so much they need the 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 the, the uh, auction house needs to grab yep. hold yep. of one of these <laughs> and have him over so we can go like oh my god oh my god look at this and all oh, you can tell yeah i can fucking watch adam savage geek out over hollywood props infinity mm-hmm. times it's yeah. great content his, the stuff um, he did with, uh, I want to say one of the last remaining shooting prop X-Wings was phenomenal. I, I just, mm. I love him talking about like what makes a Star Wars prop a Star Wars prop. Right. Did you just see him do like 40 minutes on the original Enterprise model from the classic Trek show? I have not watched that yet. I saw it in my feed. I, it's yeah, pretty I fucking good. They get so so I've seen that Smithsonian it. video a lot because um, mm-hmm. a lot of the modeling channels that I watch uh, scale modeling. They have gone to the Smithsonian uh, back when they were restoring it. Yeah, are yeah. they still restoring it? It might not be done yet. I think it's. I think it's finished. Yeah, they've done it. It's finished. Okay. Yeah, and, and they, they did like elaborate. big behind the scenes tours with that stuff. So I've seen a lot of that, but I would like to see Adam talk about it. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing model. Um, he's not really the Star Trek guy, though. In my mind, he's Star Wars. He's Indiana Jones. This is true. But I think he's, he likes Star. I think he is yeah, a fan yeah. of Star Trek. He's a big fan of Star Trek. It's just he hasn't worked on uh, that. That I think he was too late for because like uh, all the Star Trek stuff had converted to digital models by the time. Like that was yeah. in like third season DS Nine. Oh. I yeah yeah they did some some stuff in Next Generation too. I know with like Romulan Warbirds because when I was researching that. To, yeah, the, I, like it was model. all ILM for the first couple seasons. I think. Uh, yeah, well, they used to have shooting models but then they went to digital I, I don't know this is so far afield but yes adam savage get on that talk about the crystal skull i would watch it i would watch a six hour video of you just talking about this crystal skull. you know what i would like to see it would be a one-day build but it'd be cool to see him do a replica like yes. yeah like how would you actually start like with the with the mold and the resin and how you get the because it's the interior brain matter that kind uh-huh. of like cloudy opalescent which I think is a that is a practical effect. At the end, when the aliens start thinking, they they juice it up. But I I think that's internal right, to right. the skull. Um, it's really cool. Yep. Uh, not quite worth the movie being built around it, but it is a cool skull. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. Hope you've enjoyed this uh, surprise pulp movie. We wanted something to kind of like uh, bridge the gap between the our our end of year, you know, the Walking Dead stuff, all that stuff, and. Uh, the Last of Us is going to be picking up a couple weeks in uh, early January, January 15th, I guess mid-January. Yeah, we'll have like uh, a preview or something for that too. And then we got Pulp coming out of because I I, can't, I don't know when the next Pulp movie. I would love to run, the 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 reel off a string of Pulp movies, but uh, we just mm-hmm. got a, again Pulp coming out of our ears. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, at the bare, bare minimum that and Picard season three, the final season. We're all the TNG, the the, the one we've been waiting for, where the TNG cast yeah. comes back. Maybe they'll put him on a starship and let him fucking cook. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be back. <laughs> that thank you for listening to uh, our, our pulp podcast on Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And until next time, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya.